We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 25th, 2018. And um, today we have another very large study, 25 pages. Uh, I didn't do a study last week, so had more material build up on me. And um, we've got a lot to cover today, some very important things, uh, just Really, a lot of it is regarding Trump. A lot of it is regarding the Second Amendment. Um, what way things could go. I'm going to kind of give both perspectives on on uh, various scenarios on the way I see this all playing out. Before we get into that, just a little Bible study on the uh, on the tongue. Bible verses regarding the tongue, uh, which I don't know about you, but that's probably about. For me, it's one of the biggest things I struggle with, and and uh, so I'm not saying this in some kind of sanctimonious way, and I'm so much higher and holier than everyone. And this hits me right between the eyes. These verses, so, um, but they're they're very. It's just straight from the Word of God. It's it's very good to keep these things in perspective, and um, uh, so Proverbs twenty one, twenty three says. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue, keepeth his soul from troubles. So, I think a lot of the, the times, a lot of the things that may be even happening to us, and I've said this a lot about, um, well, about different scenarios, but a lot of the times we bring it on ourselves. Because if we're not keeping our mouth and our tongue, then that means that we are potentially opening ourselves up to a lot of trouble. And obviously you could see how that could play out in a million different ways by not doing that. Um, Psalm 34, 13. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. And guile is basically deceit or lies. So keeping your tongue from evil and, and you know asking God to, to guard your mouth, your your tongue, your your lips. There's Bible verses that relate to that. That's something, or asking the Lord um, for the Holy Spirit to control your tongue. I think is a good thing to do as well in prayer. Psalm 15:1, a Psalm of David, and I'm not going to read the whole Psalm, just the first three verses. But Lord, who shall abide in Thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in Thy holy hill? Which means, you know. He's asking God who's going to abide with God, who, who shall dwell in his holy hill, meaning, meaning who would God be drawn near to, you know, uh, draw, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. But if you have a whole bunch of sin in your life, and maybe you're not even aware of it, that is going to affect that, you know, and um, if, I, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So that's going to affect our relationship with the Lord. And the next verse says, verse 2, He that walketh uprightly, meaning, okay, God's answering basically, through, through David, okay, but who shall abide in thy tabernacle, who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness. So an upright life, a righteous life, through the Lord, through the Holy Spirit. This isn't this isn't earning your way to heaven. This is doing it through the Lord. Okay? Not of works, lest any man should boast. Meaning our salvation. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. 
works will follow, obviously, and works are evidence of, of salvation and fruit of the Spirit and these types of things and walking uprightly and works of right. It doesn't mean you're walking around in sinless perfection either because if, you, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us according to the book of James. And, you know, even Paul said, oh, what a wretch of a man that I am who should deliver me from the body of this death. The things that I shouldn't do, that I do. The things that I should do, that I don't do. Now, does that mean he was constantly going around doing things that he shouldn't do? But he's, I, I think it's more evident when you're a Christian and the Holy Spirit dwells within you. When you do sin, you're convicted of that. Whereas a, a regular person that doesn't have that dynamic going on, the Holy Spirit living in them, they're not. They're just going to go on and think, well, that's just, it's just another day. It's just how I live. It's how I am. And, and depending on where their conscience is at, um, they might not have any conviction whatsoever. And then you can get to the point where your conscience is seared with a hot iron. To do those things which are not convenient, like the Bible says, and that's obviously in Romans 1, which is talking about men burning after men, women burning after women with homosexuality. Um, but there's other things that can do that to sear your conscience. You know, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. In these types of things so then it goes on in the next verse so who again this is answering the question who shall abide in thy tabernacle god's tabernacle and who shall dwell in his holy hill verse 3 says he that backbiteth not with his tongue so backbiting with your tongue is not something you want to do um there's a line between backbiting, I think, and speaking truth to his neighbor. So there's a balance, and that's what I've tried to emphasize in this ministry ever since it started. There's biblical balance that has to be struck. I mean, if that's the case, we couldn't go around and I couldn't say a thing against Joel Osteen, you know, with all the heretical garbage that that guy does okay no the bible actually commands us to mark them which cause division and offense is contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them for they that are such serve not our lord jesus christ but their own belly and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple so it's a balance it's we don't want to walk around in hypocritical judgment of others where we have a beam in our own eye and we're judging the speck in our brothers um, Jesus Christ said, judge righteous judgment. And if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So judging ourselves, I think, is the most important thing. In order to judge righteous judgment, we need to judge ourselves. Because if we're walking around with a beam in our own eye, how are we going to judge righteous judgment? How's that even possible? <laughs> you know? Um, so, I mean, Alex, the, the Bible said, and I believe this is Paul, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil, the Lord rewarding him, reward him according to his works. He called him out. You know, the Bible says a heretic after the first and second admonition reject. So they're, they're you know, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what righteousness hath Christ with Belial, meaning the devil. 
So it says, wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So there's all these Bible verses you have to balance with this stuff. I mean, the problem with, with some Christians is they're going around saying, I can't judge anything. It's not, it's, no, we have to judge righteous judgment. I mean, if, if you see a stove there and it's red hot, the burner, do you put your hand on it? No, because you've judged that you, that would be a really dumb thing to do. Okay. But we, we don't want to rock around in hypocritical judgment either. Okay, because then we're blind, basically. It's like the blind leading the blind. The blind, If the blind lead the blind, they both fall into a ditch. This is what the Bible says. So there's a biblical balance that has to be struck with all of these verses. And that's how a lot of bad doctrine in cults, pseudo-Christian cults get started. That will dwell on one aspect of a verse taken out of context, taken out of context with the rest of the Bible, not reconciling it to the rest of the Bible, and they start their own little cult. And I mean that literally. I mean, isn't Mormonism and the Jehovah Witnesses and in the Seventh-day Adventist, don't they use the Bible in order to justify? Yeah, they take verses out of context and then they always combine it with extra biblical things. Like with Jehovah Witnesses, like their Watchtower magazine, which is supposedly angelically inspired. Well, if that's the case, why did it predict the end of the world wrong on like, I don't know how many occasions now? They weren't hearing from God. You know why? Because Deuteronomy 18 says that a prophet, if he speak of something and it not come to pass, then that prophet is false. And the penalty was death in the Old Testament. And you also can't be speaking things as a prophet that would lead you away or does not confirm the word of God. That's another prerequisite, and that's a two or three chapters before it talks about that in Deuteronomy. So, um, just things to think about. So he that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. Okay, and then it goes on. You can read the rest of those verses. But I was really wanting just to kind of focus today on the tongue. And then Proverbs 6.23 says, For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light. And reproofs of instruction are the way of life and it's really talking about the commandments of god they're a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word psalm 119 so um and then it goes on in the next verse to say to keep thee from the evil woman now granted this is in regard to a man um from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. And then it goes on to talk a lot more about that. But it talks about the flattery of the tongue. The Bible talks a lot about be very, very weary and leery of anybody that would come up to you and flatter you. And flatter you and try to pump up your ego and say all these flattering words. And in this particular case, it's saying the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Um basically a woman that is promiscuous is what and you can see from the verses after this that and again i don't want to get because that would be a whole other study to get into that but um gotta watch out for flattery of the tongue okay always be leery if somebody is i mean man when i hear these some of these oh i don't know some of the people on air and they go into these accolades and flatteries and they just never stop and it's just uh, i just my red flag goes up i don't <laughs> i just i just feel like so much of the time 
what the word that comes into my head is phony. Now, I'm not saying you couldn't flatter somebody and not be phony and you really would mean it, but I'm talking about flattery with a hidden agenda. And when it goes on and on and on, that's typically what you're dealing with there. Some type of hidden agenda. Then we let's jump to James 3, 6. And that says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. Now, it potentially is a fire. It potentially is a world of iniquity. I mean, you can speak good things. You can speak life-giving things, edifying things, peaceful things. You know, um... Even, even a rebuke, um, you know, the Bible says rebuke of therefore them sharply that they may be found sound in the faith. The Bible says of the Cretans, the Cretans are always liars, they're slow bellies. Wherefore rebuke them sharply that they may be found sound in the faith. That was a group of people in Crete called the Cretans that were basically... <laughs> since they're always liars evil beasts slow bellies um they were not a collectively good group of people evidently now that's what the bible says okay there's no other verse in the bible where it says well we were just kidding about what we said about the Cretans." no overall it doesn't say they couldn't be saved but they had to be rebuked they had to be had the truth told to them they didn't they didn't need to be mollycoddled they didn't need to be said oh you're just perfect the way you are you know, you come to Jesus and you just continue on in all that devilish behavior. You're, no, it doesn't say that. They needed to be rebuked sharply. And then the Bible goes on to say, Once you're saved, of whom the Lord loveth, he also ch chasteneth. And if you be without chastisement, then you're bastard. So if you're thinking that you're a born-again Christian and you're living any way you want to live, and there's no conviction of sin, and you're like, well, I'm good with God. I said that little salvation prayer a long time ago. And you're living like the devil. Um, and you're not being chastised. Well, that's a very, very strong uh, evidence that you're not God's child. That you're not even saved. There's been no real conversion. And again, it doesn't mean that, that, that all of a sudden then we, we, we become like we, ha we sprout a halo and, and, and we're living in. You're always going to battle the flesh to the day you die. And the more, from my experience, I had, man... Uh, man, I shudder to think all the things I did before I was saved. I got into some of that before, but there's a lot I haven't got into. And I mean, it's like, it's, it's not even needful for me to bring that up. But the, the fact that God didn't strike me dead before I got saved, and then a lot of the stuff I did after, it's like, it's incredible to me that, that, that he's put up with me. Literally. I literally, it's just humbling to think of. Um, and, but... The more world you had in you before you got saved, that, that stuff doesn't, I'm not saying God can't cleanse you of it and then he can't liberate you from it, but those memories remain, you know, and those old patterns, you know, are, that were ingrained in you, in my case, for 24 years, essentially, before I got saved, you know, it's, it's, they're familiar still, you know, and, and you know you struggle with that sometimes in certain aspects some some things more than others but they're just memories you can lapse back into it's really easy and and so the more the world you had in you prior to your salvation can that's gonna that's once you're saved you're still gonna battle that you're still gonna battle the flesh
Whereas I think somebody that that like got maybe saved at an earlier age and they didn't like they didn't live a life like I did, where like my parents were, you know, party animals and and um, very very secular. My mom was into yoga. I was a total party animal. I was a total like I would go out and and get drunk beyond belief like every weekend and throw gigantic parties and and do all this stuff and and I mean that <laughs> none of that's helped me in my walk with Christ. You know what I mean? Yes, do I have a perspective that other people don't? Yeah, that's true. I do, but as far as my walk with Christ, I, I don't, you know, that's just baggage for me. And and yes, I can consider the pit from which I am dug where somebody that got saved at an earlier age maybe couldn't have that to reflect back on so yes there's advantages and there's disadvantages but somebody that that like you know got saved at an earlier age and they grew up in a christian household um but then again then it's more easier to lapse into pride i think in that particular state so there's there's advantages and there's disadvantages about each one but anyway so going further it says and the tongue is a fire a world of iniquity so the tongue, so is the tongue among our members, and it defileth the whole body. It has the potential to defile the whole body, okay? And setteth on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. And these are very, very strong words here. For every kind of beasts and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. Meaning you could put a beast in a cage... You're not. You might not really be taming it, but you're 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 taming it from the sense of it can't go anywhere. You're controlling it. You know, you could do that with a bird. You can do that with a serpent. You can do that with things in the sea. You go to an aquarium and see that. And they've been those things have been tamed of mankind, like a man is going to put a bird in a cage. In other words, okay. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. And I think this is why it's so important to ask the Holy, the God to have the Holy Spirit to tame your tongue. To put a guard on your mouth, as the Bible talks about. Um, because I don't think we, in and of ourselves, in the flesh, are capable of that at all. I know I'm not. Not, in the, not of the flesh. There's no way. Some people, here's another thing. Some people don't struggle with things, and other people do. And, like, for instance, I have no struggling with gambling. I have no struggling, like, if, like, I saw heroin or some illicit drug. It's just, there's just nothing. I have no struggling if, like, there's a good-looking guy in the room or, like, homeless. I, I don't have any of that. I have no problemos with any. That's not a weakness. But some other people might have that, you know, and and then there's certain things that I would struggle with that they might not. And that's why I think it's important not to judge hypocritically because you might be judging something where you have a really gigantic strength in a particular area and that other Christian may not have that, but then they have strengths in certain areas you don't have. So that's something to consider um, going forward. But the tongue, no man can no man tame it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison and it's potentially full of deadly i mean you could obviously use it for good as well 
Uh, therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. You know, um, so, you know, something to definitely consider there. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Oh, amen, amen. James one twenty six. If any man among you seem to be religious, and this is scary, these verses. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his, not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, that man's religion is in is vain. So he's deceiving himself. The man's religion's vain because he's not bridling his tongue. Now, does that mean that okay? Um, and I, I'm not saying this is a justification because we're not to use our liberty for an occasion of the flesh. But I mean, does that mean that, you know, you slip up or whatever, and then you immediately repent and ask God for forgiveness? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody that's, that's not bridling his tongue. Basically, it sounds like here all the time, he's deceiving his own heart and going on. And there's, it sounds like there would probably be no conviction of it now. Again, I don't want to judge here, but like Glenn Kennedy has uh, those guys that he interviews, Stu Webb and uh, that Tom Hennigan. Okay, now I'm not saying I'm buying into everything that that they're saying. I've known about like with some of what they're saying. This Leo Wanta guy, I've known about that for decades. I haven't said a lot about that. Because it's one of those things like any more, and honestly, the, the big basis of this study is that I'll believe it when I see it because there's this big, gigantic dichotomy. There's this big, gigantic thing that's, that's out there where, with Trump where you've got a lot of people that are reporting in alternative media that, yeah, he's got, the, he's got Gitmo ready. He's got the 15,000 sealed indictments ready. They're, they're locked and loaded, ready to go. Just some more things logistically need to be put into place. And these people are going to start going down and they're going to be in prison. And we're going to have the Republic restored and all the stuff's going to happen. You got that crowd. And then you got the other crowd, which is basically the crowd I'm more leaning to right now because I'll believe it when I see it because um, Trump has done such an unbelievable overt 180 since he had that conference with Dianne Feinstein and the other gun grabbers in the Democratic Party where he was basically saying, let's just take the guns and have due process second. I mean, he's he has done such a 180 since that conference. I am of more much more of an opinion now that Trump has been um at bare minimum gigantically blackmailed. Um I'm hoping that it's not just the good that he's been bought off. I'm hoping that it's more of a blackmail thing. And from what I'm seeing the indications that I'm seeing, I think that's what it is. I, I really, really do. I think that that's what we're dealing with. And we're gonna go into that in detail. In fact, in the next part here. Um, okay, but I said all that because he has these guys on there, Stu Webb and Tom Hennigan, and they put up a video about every other day. And, I mean, these two guys, I mean, they couldn't be much more foul-mouthed. I mean, the last interview I heard, it was at least 50 F-bombs. At least. And I mean, 
different derivations of the F-bombs and different forms of cussing and things of this nature. Now, I'm not saying that because I'm Mr. Goody's two-shoes and I think I'm so perfect. But I'm not going to go and start cussing up a blue streak on a study. That's not right to do it when you're on air or when you're off air. And I mean, these Bible verses prove that. But they're doing it on air and then at the end, they're having this prayer where, oh, Father God, and I'm like, come on, guys. I wrote Glenn Kennedy, and I don't know if he's responded back to me. I, I haven't been able to check my emails. And I hope he didn't take offense, but I mean, you know, I'm like, Glenn, I'm like, dude, <laughs> man, you know, this does not reflect well on you. It doesn't reflect well on them. You're going to have a large percentage of people that are Christians that are absolutely 100%, as soon as they hear the first F-bomb, they're going to turn that off and they're never going to listen to those guys again. Meaning they're discrediting every bit of information that they're bringing. And it all may be true. I don't know. I mean, they, man, I'll tell you what. Those guys really seem to know their facts. I mean, they'll go on and on and on about a specific thing that took place with a specific corrupt, and they've, 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 tried to kill him on i don't know how many occasions they've got all these health issues because they've been tried to be assassinated so many times i'm not saying they don't have every right in the world to be mad okay i'm not saying that but you cannot go on air and throw 50 f-bombs down and say we're trying to reach a christian audience and then at the end have a prayer to god in jesus's name and acknowledge jesus as your lord and savior and then go on to say, well, we really need your donations for our health issues. I'm not saying that's bad, but it's like, you've just dropped 50 F-bombs. You've just done that. You've, and now you're going and praying? It looks so, it so rings hollow. It so rings hypocritical. And I, again, I'm not saying that because I think I'm perfect, but come on, guys. This is just common sense. And then you expect people to send you money for your health issues? They're, they're not, who's going to send them money when they just drop 50 F-bombs for their health issues, which I'm not saying are not legitimate. And I'm not saying that, that I want them to suffer, but I just don't get it. And it's like, sometimes they're, they're okay. Sometimes they control themselves. And then the next interview, it's just like this raging tirade of F-bombs. And it's like, don't you understand that the Bible says, if any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his own tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. You know, uh, it's scary. I mean, you know, The Bible then goes on to say, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world, which is harder and harder all the time, the last part, keeping yourself unspotted from the world. Um, I also think when you visit the father and widow, widows in their affliction, I think another way that can be done is is through, um, well, the righteous um righteous charities that actually minister christian charities that religious that minister to orphans and widows and things of this nature 
Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceedeth out of your mouth. <laughs> Again, I mean, when you're dropping 50 F-bombs, that does not qualify with that, you know? It's the opposite. Let no corrupt communication proceedeth out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Okay, so that's what we should be doing especially to the body of Christ. First uh, Corinthians 5:33 and 34 says, "Be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners." I mean, you know, when I, I, I try to gut through one of their teachings where they've dropped 50 F-bombs just to try to listen to comments. It's like when I'm done with that, I don't really feel I, I, I don't feel like, oh, I feel holy. I feel like I'm like angry and and um basically i want to sin with my tongue almost because all i've heard for the and that's why it's not even good to listen to it you know i'm, I'm trying to get through content that is important that they're talking about and sometimes again sometimes they they're good they they it's like they're like they're like dr jekyll and mr hyde those two sometimes they're like oh, it's family show okay i love it when they say it's a family show and then sometimes it's like cuss fest 2018 you know <laughs> it's like you know drunken sailor cuss up a blue streak cuss fest 2018 sometimes they're good it's like a mixed bag you never know what you're gonna get so let no corrupt communication proceedeth out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers be not deceived evil communications corrupt good manners so they they will corrupt you evil communications if you stay in that if you immerse yourself in it especially awake to righteousness and sin not for some have not the knowledge of god i speak this to your shame so again a tree is known by its fruit you know and out of the mouth out of the heart out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh that's another verse i don't even have in here so out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So when you've got a dynamic like that going on, it's just what's coming out of their hearts when they're, and again, I, I'm not saying this because I think I'm perfect, okay, at all, um, or that I don't struggle with this. It's very hard to be immersed, which is what my job is as a watchman, in very, very negative makes you want to pull your hair out, makes you want to rip the room apart sometimes because you see all this evil going on, unabated, um, uh, you know, child pornography and the, and the children there. I mean, these are, these are things that really, I mean, righteous indignation will well up. And it's really, really tough to control your tongue a lot of the times especially somebody like me that's immersed in it all the time that has a past the way that i do so again i'm not judging i'd say this as much to myself as i would to Stu webb or tom hennigan you know so but it's just something that we need to really be aware of i think god's been convicting me about, about this a lot in my own life and and that's why i put these verses in there today um and then the last verse first peter 3 10 he that will love life and see good days let him refrain his tongue from evil 
So it, it obviously there's connected with blessings when you refrain your tongue from evil. And then the verse, the first that relates back to the first Bible verse I said, which is Proverbs 21, 23, whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. So there's obviously a very gigantic benefit from doing that as well. So anyway, okay, man, I didn't mean to take that long and all that, but um, let's get into the study. I don't know how long this is going to take, but um, um, it, it's just a lot to cover, but a lot of it's very important. Now, I'm not saying I agree with every single thing we're going to be covering next, but I do believe from what I read in this, this rings true to me. From my research, I'm not just posting this because I'm on some bandwagon. I'm talking that this confirms a lot of my feelings about what I've, I'm seeing with Trump. And the thing is, is, is these are things that Trump is doing. It's undeniable. I'm not saying he was perfect before he had the meeting with Dianne Feinstein and the other Democrats and the gun-grabbing thing after the Parkland shooting. I'm not saying he was perfect then. Okay, He's done a lot of things since he's been in office that I do not agree with. Obviously, though, I can't even imagine the hellish existence we would be in right now if Hitlery was in there. Okay, um, But this will... This explains, this isn't a demonized Trump thing. This will explain to you a very likely potential scenario of why he's doing this stuff. Now, that doesn't justify it in my eyes, but it will explain to you why he is doing it. And I think this is the most likely scenario. Because up until that point where he had the meeting there, he had done a lot of good things. I mean, there was a lot of major things he had done. And this is entitled, Bolton Appointment Proves That Trump Is Being Blackmailed. The John Bolton Appointment. For a lot of people, that was that, that was it. They're like, okay, what? Uh, Trump's, Trump's just totally off the reservation now. With that, when that happened. Q squared delivers a set of serious messages about POTUS. Now, Q squared is not Q, or QAnon. Okay? So... I haven't done anything on Q or Q. I've been waiting. I've been like sitting back. I don't like all that cryptic garbage, honestly. It, it's just to me, I have to go on there and have somebody interpret all his cryptic garbage. You know, speak, speak your mind, dude. Get it out there. Don't be so cryptic or whatever. I don't know if you think that's cool or, or makes you really neat, but I, I can't stand it. And I can't even stand listening to the videos where everybody interprets Q's messages. It's just maddening to me. It's like gibberish. I get bored within two minutes and I just turn it off. I, I just... But what this guy said rings very true to me regarding why is Trump doing what he's doing now. This is from uh, State of the Nation. It's a website. State of the Nation editor's note says, Many who follow the alternative media platform know that SOTN, which is, I believe, State of the Nation, has been receiving authentic intel from authoritative and high-integrity sources since 2010. What follows is another example of patriots in high places who are both in the know and have great courage. It simply doesn't get more radioactive than this. The following Deep Insiders intelligence briefing was forwarded by their two, by her two unknown entity who calls himself or herself Q2, which is not Q or QAnon. It's Q, Q2 meaning Q squared. It's like the little two above the Q, like a squared thing. 
they are entirely different they are an entirely different intel entity no doubt they chose SOTN because of of a previous screed that we posted about John Bolton where they basically probably exposed him and because of the following series of articles that have been posted at State of the Nation since Trump announced his appointment of the inveterate neocon warmonger to na the National Security Advisor. And here's just, I'm just going to read you the titles of the posts they've posted about John Bolton. And there's so much stuff on John Bolton, it is not even questionable that this guy is evil. That he is a war hawk, warmongering, devil neocon. Uh, this guy is no good. And a lot of people are saying, well, yeah, he put him in there because, you know, he knows he knows how to get the dirty back deal and all that stuff. That I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Uh, these are just the titles of the posts, and I give you all the links here if you don't believe this. Uh, one of them, John John Bomb Iran Bolton, the new warmonger in the White House. Next one, Trump has betrayed his base, broken his promises, and butchering his reputation with the appointment of neocon warmonger John Bolton. Another one, unprecedented. This is a stone cold neocon warmonger talking about John Bolton. Uh, next one, John Bolton is a national security threat. Uh, next one, why is Roger Stone backing Trump's appointment of Chicken Hawk John Bolton? There's you know a lot of stuff against Roger Stone and Alex Jones regarding um, their. almost unwavering stance on trump you know their their justifications i don't trust alex jones i don't i don't i think there's a lot you can glean most of the time a lot of it's just reporting on what is actually going on but there's a lot of stuff he never covers and that's what like Stu webb and those guys like um uh, tom hennigan and glenn kennedy they're constantly bringing up all the things that alex jones doesn't cover and I think they've got good points there regarding that. So, uh, I mean, it goes on and on. The, the NSC advisor, John Bolton, the hawkiest hawk of the Bush administration. He was Bush's, one of his main war hawks. Um, it, it goes on and on and on. They're basically all basically saying the same thing. Then the next one, NSA des designate John Bolton trump's most catastrophic appointment yet i thought okay well he's got mcmaster out of there he's putting john bolton i didn't re i didn't realize initially all the stuff that john bolton was associated with evidently he's far worse than mcmaster so and mcmaster was horrible uh here you can hear for yourself the utterances of national security advisor designate john bolton and then that this one is entitled former u.s ambassador to the u.n john bolton's return the neocons have taken over the asylum so this is not good this is just one more thing that trump has done since that really that gigantic 180 that overt 180 of that first press conference not the, not a press conference but that that conference that meeting that he had after the parkland shooting and it, initially, right after the Parkland shooting, he seemed to be good. But then it was like, I don't know, that meeting, I don't know if it was five days later or a week later, that was when it was like, okay, who are we dealing with here? This is a totally different person. Who got to you? What do they have over you? 
And you could say, well, he was like that all along. Okay, well, maybe so. So, with John Bolton's appointment as Trump's new national security advisor, the, the circle closes on any remaining hope of the 45th president of the United States embarking on, on a different course from every other president that has preceded him in the Oval Office in recent years. When it comes to foreign policy, um, John Bolton, a devoted disciple of the bomb them to H-E-L-L and ask questions later school of U.S. politics, Bolton's hawkish foreign policy credentials are so extreme, he makes John McCain seem like Bambi by comparison. Now, here's the real backstory from Q2. This is the this is these posts that we're going to be talking about. Uh, edits to these to Q2's original submissions have been made where necessary and appropriate. So here's the first of his entries. Now, the thing I like about his entries is that you can understand them. They're not like cryptic. It's not like like QAnon's posts are like boom, boom, boom. Oh, okay, because I know what that means. You know, and or some other cryptic garbage that he's spewing out, like he's so clever. These you'll be able to understand. So here's the first entry. Trump is being blackmailed big time. First know that he only won the election with the help of Israel. Now, this is not a diatribe against Israel. We are talking, when they say Israel, what they're really saying is the synagogue of Satan, which is a biblical term that Jesus basically refers to as the corrupt Jews um, that call themselves Jews, but they are of the synagogue of Satan. That's how the Bible refers to it. So, I'm not condemning all the Jewish people. I've always had to try, strike a balance in that. Two-thirds of the Jewish people are going to die according to um, Zechariah and one third is going to be refined as, as silver is tried in the fire and they're going to come through the tribulation and they're going to look upon whom the one they have pierced meaning Jesus Christ and they're going to mourn for him as one that mourns for their only begotten son which is how Jesus is referred to by the father his only begotten son Okay, they're going to get their eyes collectively open toward the end of the tribulation, and they're going to realize this, and one-third of Israel is going to be saved. Two-thirds are going to perish, though, through unbelief. And the synagogue of Satan is going to be the ones leading them to perish, most likely. These are the real evil religious, religious slash Kabbalistic, which is the highest form of Jewish witchcraft and it's probably the most powerful form of magic on the planet it is a fact that most of the illuminati families are of a zionistic jewish kabbalistic origin and a lot of the people like hollywood is absolutely taken over with this element of of the of the jews of these kabbalistic jews that are basically wanting to absolutely destroy america they're the big. They're the probably the main driving force of bringing the Muslims in, having open borders, diluting our cultures. Just, just absolutely, they want to absolutely wreck. Particularly, they want to wreck the white European, American, Canadian cultures. They want to absolutely have the Muslims infiltrate in there. They want to have the illegal aliens come in. They want every form of, of. Um, any, and I'm not 100% sure exactly why, but they are very, very bent on annihilating uh, the white races. Now, you could say, well, that's prejudice. I've given you example after example after example. Look at what's going on in South Africa right now. 
where the president is literally calling for the slaughter of whites. That's where this is going to end up. If you're a white person in Europe, you can't even speak out against Islam. They will literally come to your door. They will arrest you. It is the thought police. But they can go and rape and kill and steal and pillage. They can rape little girls and do all the stuff. It's part of their culture. So I don't want to be told that this is my imagination. The white race is an absolute 100% target. Now, is the black race a target too? Sure. They've been trying to annihilate them for for um, decades and decades. Look at all this, the extermination plans they've done in um, Africa. They've done it here on our soil. Ultimately, Satan wants to destroy and annihilate all races because he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But anyway, going further. First know that he only won the election with the help of the synagogue of Satan, Israel. Okay. Israel needed a Christian Zionist in the White House. Now, again, I am for Israel. I am for their right to have um, I've, I've done umpteen studies defending Israel on their right to have a homeland. And how every single time they've given up land, all the, all the Muslims do is move their missiles in closer. And, and all of the garbage that's went on over there. I mean, they, they, uh, it's basically Israel occupies one-eighth of one percent of the lands called the Middle East. And they're still demanding more land. One-eighth of one percent. So I have defended Israel over and over and over again. The formation of Israel was predicted in the Bible. The, the resurgence, the returning back to land, it was all predicted in the Bible. But you could say, yeah, but there was the Balfour ex, uh, Declaration and, and, and there were the Rothschilds were behind it and the Rockefellers. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but can God use wicked people to accomplish his will? Yeah. So again, I try to have a balance here when it comes to Israel. I also don't think that just because they're, like John Hagee believes, just because they're um, of a Israelite origin, that that means they're grandfathered into heaven. And they don't have to be saved because of the blood that flows through their veins. That's called ethnic uh, salvation. And I don't believe in that either. I've done all kinds of teachings exposing that. So again, I've tried to have this biblical balance where looking at Israel through this lens are some of the most nefarious elements of the world in the Illuminati, in Hollywood, in our government, part of the synagogue of Satan? Absolutely, they are. And that's why this is really, it's like a minefield when you cover the subject. Um, they need, Israel needed a Christian Zionist in the White House, meaning a person that would basically go along with every single thing Israel would want to do. And this is, but when I say Israel, I mean the synagogue of Satan and their objectives. Okay. There are many reasons for this. Examples. Israel can only contain Iran with the U.S. military. Another one. Turkey can no longer be counted on to play the NATO game. Another one. Greater Israel project was hugely thwarted by Putin. Another one. The pipeline through Syria was stopped. I covered that one a lot when that was happening. That the reason that we wanted to occupy Syria and start this war Syria is because we wanted our pipeline to go through Syria. And without having control of Syria, we couldn't do that because, you know, they got back to oil profits. That was one of the many reasons. Another one, Netanyahu is under serious threat of removal. That's not a, that's 
definitely true. Another one, Russian presence looms large in the northern Levant. Another one, Israel wants Russia's naval base at Tar Tardis, so Syria needs to be gone. Okay. Um, another one, only an Israel firster, meaning Trump, can fix it for Tel Aviv, even though they, that it can't be fixed. Can fix it for Tel Aviv. I'm not sure what he means by fix it, but even though this can't be fixed... Um, Enter Zionist John Bolton and neocon hardliner Mike Popeo and CIA torture queen Gina Haspel. These are all people that have been appointed by Trump like in the last two weeks. Zionist John Bolton, neocon hardliner Mike Pompeo, CIA torture queen Gina Haspel and many other coerced and disastrous appointments made by Trump. So there's what he's basically intimating here is that trump has been put in a position where he has been forced to make these appointments because of all that they have over him okay what do you mean well let's talk about that next that's the end of the first message see i wouldn't be saying this if this didn't all ring totally true and make total sense as to why all these things are happening and all these people that have elevated Trump on this pedestal, and a lot of them are Christians, and I mean so much so that, you know, the Trump prophecies and all the stuff and that Mike guy out there saying that Trump's going to... Listen, I hope all that happens. I really do. But until I see Trump do another 180, and I hope he does, I am not going to cut him any slack. I'm not going to I'm not going to just sit silent because, well, it's Trump and I'm not... No, 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 no. I told you from the beginning... When Trump got in office, I will give him credit when he does good, and I will expose him when he does evil. Okay, so, second message from Q2. Secondly, know that Trump has a seedy underbelly. Now, these are just facts, okay? This isn't something like, okay, oh, well, I don't believe it about Trump. How could he not? How could he not have a seedy underbelly? Anyone who has spent his career as a New York City builder, come on. I mean... I just tried to drive by New York City a few years ago, or a couple years ago, and I, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever sensed evil like that in my life. I was in the outskirts, you know. Anyway, New York City, I mean, and a gambling casino and operator, come on. And a beauty pageant promoter, Miss USA, Miss Universe, Miss Teen USA. We know what a philanderer the guy is, come on. You know, come on, you're saying, you know, a lot of these things, in other words, he's done because he could be put near beautiful women that he could have his way with eventually. I'm not saying the guy's a rapist, um, but come on, casino operator and owner, beauty pageant promoter, Miss USA, Miss Universe, Miss Teen USA, a global golf course developer, they would all be vulnerable, very vulnerable. Just look at the gambling magnet Steve Wynn in Vegas. One week and he's gone for good. In each of his enterprises, Trump had tremendous, his favorite word, exposure, especially to real bimbos who Trump loves. Come on, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, look at, is, can you really, could anybody really deny that? Come on. Especially, and especially to Mossad, Mossad honey traps, meaning the Israeli Mossad um, that would put in honey traps women to go to him to entrap him okay 
No one does it like the Israeli secret services. That's how they got Clinton hooked up with Monica Lewinsky. Monica was a classic Mossad honey honeypot, meaning you go in there, you have a, you have a, uh, Clinton has this affair with her. And the reason was Netanyahu wanted Clinton to free an Israeli spy named Jonathan Pollard. Now, I'm sure there probably was other reasons, but, and Bill Clinton wouldn't. So they trapped him with a scandalous White House affair with Monica Lewinsky. And then a tortuous, torturous impeachment process. Why were they doing that? To keep him in line. To let him know who really has the control. They're doing the same thing to Trump. We're going to prove that. Since day one, Trump knew, and that was the end of the second message. Here's the third message. Since day one, Trump knew that the Mossad knows every dirty little secret about him. And there are many. Some are quite dangerous to his presidency. The most dangerous are held over his head like the sword of Damocles. Some lurid material was released to the public during the campaign as a warning to Trump. I mean, there was all kind of stuff, remember, that was released like prior to him even being president. There was even a British article about a rape, pre, uh, about rape. This was pre-election. Now the X-rated content is being released to compel his compliance. And it comes in dribs and drabs. Every money-grubbing bimbo comes forward at a specific time. Each operative or Mossad, Mossad agent ratchets up the pressure to receive a result, to achieve a result. In the beginning, the main message was to remind Trump who he really works for. However, now the real game is on. With, with each passing month since inauguration, the POTUS must carry out his mission for the synagogue of Satan. And they're saying Israel, but I'm saying synagogue of Satan because I'm not going to collectively blame all of Israel for this. Come on. The mission that can only be accomplished by a Christian Zionist, real or perceived, meaning one that's going to go along with Israel probably no matter what. And if, you know, <laughs> they're basically saying, you don't go along with us, you get out of line, you start doing things that you shouldn't do. Well, we're going to bring all this stuff. And look what's happening. Let's go right now. I'm just going to click on this. Let's go to Drudge Report. Tonight, Stormy, 60 Minutes of Trump Sex. See the Mistress Live. And then Porn Help Prepare Her for Public Scrutiny, it says about her. I'm, I'm just going to click on this. This is the warning. In fact, this is more than a warning. War Stormy warning, porn actress set to talk on Trump. Um, despite non-disclosure agreement, Stormy Daniels will speak to Anderson Cooper, the, the flaming uh, gay little devil, 60 minutes Sunday night. Love for all his, his, um, his sexual things to come out. Um, Anderson Cooper, like he's some whatever. Porn actress Stormy Daniels will on Sunday sit for a highly anticipated interview that could shed new light on an affair she says had to do with Donald Trump a decade ago before his election as president. Um, contrary to usual practice, CBS has not released excerpts of the interview, which will, and I, I'm just wondering that the reason that they've not released it. Could it be that this is the sort of Damocles hanging over Trump's head right now? And will he be compliant? And is it going to be like the... Um, last minute thing where they will air certain things or they won't air certain things depending on what he does up until the time when this interview actually airs could that be why they're doing that 
It kind of seems that way. What does CNN have to say? And I hate even going up to CNN. Um, okay, so here it is. What, what, and again, it's, it's front page everywhere. This is all that matters in the world is the Stormy Daniels interview. This is the only, because he is their, their main target. He's done a lot of things they don't like. Okay, meaning the New World Order. You, you, you can't deny the fact that they've attacked this guy like a rabid dog way before he was elected, when he got elected, and afterward, all he's been done has been attacked. So you, because you got to think, okay, well, the guy couldn't have done all bad. No, he hasn't. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of really good stuff he, he's done that Hillary Clinton would have done the exact opposite. Okay, so, you know, all you see on CNN is this. This is it. Um, what to know ahead of the Stormy Daniels interview. Will this be the ter- first... This will be the first TV interview in which the adult star speaks about her alleged relationship with Trump. Stormy Daniels' law- uh, lawyer says, this is a warning shot. Um, these are the names that may come up. The president and the porn star. Daniels' interview adds 60 Minutes Legacy to the big hits. Um, and then there's the other... Uh, playmate of the year that he had um an affair with that she's come out and um now this is this is a whole other different one the other playmate and that was that was i mean that's not up right now because they're really really hitting the storm but yesterday they were talking a lot about the other playmate of the year that was having a having a sexual affair she comes off as very credible while he was married to melania and melania know you know obviously knows all about it now um i mean and then not only that then there was another thing that i saw and i don't know if i can even find it right now but it was a picture of stormy daniels attorney with a disc like a a cd disc okay like a cd rom or and I don't know if it was a video or what, and he and he's basically like, you know, be careful what you say, Trump, be careful who you condemn, or I'll release this. Which, if it is a Mossad honeypot trap type of thing, they're going to have video of him having sex or doing something unbelievably ungodly, and they're going to have that out. In other words, um... They've got so much on him, most likely, and he must be so on the verge of of doing something they don't want him to do, to his credit, that they're like, listen, buddy, that'll all come out, and then you'll be impeached. It won't even, and you'll be disgraced and impeached, and it won't matter. I mean, why would they be holding back on the disc? Why would why would they be holding? Because they're they're it's it's blackmail, it's blackmail. Now, granted, he put himself in that position. I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm not saying he's a great guy. I never really have, but that's what I think is going on here. And then you know, DeGeneva will not join uh, lawyers decline Trump legal team invite. So. U.S. President insisted Sunday there was no shortage of lawyers willing to help. So I guess this DeGeneva guy, every single thing that's going wrong, they're putting up on the front page. They want to make sure that they're hammering, hammering Trump, and they really need, at this point, to keep him in line. 
And that sword of Damocles is hanging over his head, and I believe this is just going to be a constant thing to keep Trump in line. It really, it really seems to be the way it's going to me, because something radical has shifted here. And again, what I had heard about this Degen this Degenova guy, um, is that he was going to come in there and go after Mueller, this this bogus Mueller thing. The White House had announced last week Degenova, who is familiar familiar figure on uh, U.S. networks, had been hired to bolster legal team tasks with responding to Special Counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into the last U.S. and I. But again. If they don't want Trump to do that, if they don't want Trump to pursue that, which it doesn't seem like they do, they want to keep all of this going, they want to keep all of this hanging over Trump's head, they want to have the Mueller investigation, they want to have the porn stars, they want to have all that over Trump's head constantly, like this 5,000 pound weight on the guy to keep him beaten down so that he will fall into submission. That's what, because I, I do think he wants to do the right thing on a lot of levels because he has done the right thing in the past. I'm not saying about everything, but he ha but now all of a sudden he's done this really gigantic 180. He's, he's went back on so many of his campaign promises on the wall. We're going to look at that on the second amendment. I mean, these are big, big, gigantic things. These are, these are things that are near and dear to the heart of Satan that has to happen. He has to get our guns. He has to keep those the the the, the wall open. They've got to keep um, you know diluting the, the 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 culture with a with a gigantic group of criminals that are coming. I'm not saying they're all criminals, but they're all criminals because they're coming here illegally. They all they all are. I'm not saying they're all quote bad people, but a lot of them are. MS13, Muslims, only God knows what else. And he's went back on that, and we're going to look at that more in depth. So. They're really pouring it on Trump right now because they're sick of Trump doing things, a lot of things his way. And now they're like, no, we're going to really, we're going to really show you who's boss. We're going to back you so far into a corner. We're going to keep you so beat down. We're going to have so many allegations hanging over your head constantly that you better do exactly what we're saying. Or not only you're going to be impeached, we'll probably try to get you in prison. You're going to be so disgraced, you're going to lose everything. I think that's what's going on. Some derivation of that. So, going further. Each operative or Mossad agent ratchets up pressure to achieve a result, in this case, the, the bimbos. In the beginning, the main message was to remind Trump who he really works for. However, now the real game is on. With each passing month since the inauguration, the POTUS must carry out his mission for the synagogue of Satan. Now, am I blaming everything? On, no, Satan's the one that's behind all of it, ultimately. You know, they're just... Control. You could. A lot of people think it's all the Vatican. A lot of people think it's all the British Crown. A lot of people think it's all the, you know, synagogue, synagogue of Satan. I think it's a big collaborative effort. You know, a lot of people think it's all the Satanists. You know, I mean, you could go on and on and on and on. Council thirteen, whatever. 
I think it's a big collaborative satanic effort with Satan and his devils and his demons and his fallen angels controlling those people like puppets. That's what I think, because that's what I believe the Bible clearly indicates. I don't ever blame it on any one group. Yes, do different groups have different levels of power? Sure, absolutely. Anyway, um, that mission can only be accomplished by Christian Zionists, real or perceived. Trump was given a very, very long leash to strut his stuff. Now, how has that been evidenced? Because he has done a lot of things that a lot of people do approve of. A lot of his base approve of. They have been good things. So that's what they mean by he was given a long leash to strut his stuff. He is he really is a nationalist. In this way, his handlers knew he would corral the Patriots. Which he did. Now they want him, but they're the Patriots would turn on him in a heartbeat if if you know he carries through with these things. So then, you know, it's game over for him, basically. Now they want him to form an administration of hardcore war hawks. Why? To get us into World War III, obviously, which the Bible basically predicts, and the Illuminati has predicted, and I believe that, you know, the, the, the Illuminati's version of it is a 91-day war, most likely starting in the Middle East, that will culminate in the Antichrist and the False Prophet making their arrival at the end of that period, and then the Tribulation starts. I've been saying this for years. We've got to get us into World War III somewhere. And this Jared Kushner thing that I did several studies on, his son-in-law, could be Trump's handler. Or a derivation of his handler. Because he's, he's Jewish. And he has an unbelievable um, relationship with Israel. The synagogue of Satan. And um, he's a very satanic dude. I just key, key and Kushner, if you don't believe it, in the 666 Park Avenue building and all that stuff. Um, and I've heard that Trump really wants him out of the cabinet. That that he wants him and Ivanka out. That he's increasingly frustrated with them. But I don't think they're going to let that happen because I believe he's one of Trump's handlers. And I think what they're truly trying to do right now is saying, okay, Trump, you've had it your way for a while. We've let you do some things. We've let you corral and dupe the Patriot movement. And stuff like this. We've let you have a few things your way. It's been more than a few. But now it's time to get down to brass tacks. Now it's time to get down to the agenda. And now it's time to get down to you realizing who you really work for. I believe that's what's going on right now. Okay. Now, how do you reconcile that with all the other reports that you're hearing where Trump's got 15,000 sealed indictments, he's going after the pedophiles, he's um, right on the, ver- he's got Gitmo, he's remodeled it, he's expanded it, they're open for business, they're going to be putting all these people in there when the sealed indictments come out, they just got to wait until everything, all the, all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed and everything has to be in perfect order before this is implemented. How do you reconcile what I'm saying and what the other alternative media are saying? Maybe that, maybe he did do that to a certain extent. And maybe that's a big reason why they're doing all of these things right now, because they know that Trump is, was moving in that direction. And maybe they're doing all this to say, no, no we'll let all this stuff come out about all these playboy bimbos every bit of it not to say he's any better i could call him bimbos and not you know he's just as bad as they are 
if not worse, I don't know. Um, and they're and and they're they're putting him in a position where it's like, no, you need to realize who you work for and how quickly this position that you're in can be taken away, and how quickly we can discredit you. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna seal these fifteen thousand dollars. You're not gonna go after Hillary Clinton. You're not gonna do any of this. Could that be the war that's being waged right now? I think so. I really do. So this is all the more reason to pray regarding this whole matter. And I said all the stuff I've just said in the last hour to say that. To pray if there's any goodness, in, if, there, if there was any intention of him ever doing the right thing, if, if there's any truth in these 15,000 sealed indictments and them going after these, these, these criminals... And, these, and this pedophile network, and, this, and the child sex trafficking, which we know he's done a lot on those ends. I've, I've given you documented proof of that. That's another reason I think they want to rein him in. Another gigantic reason, because pedophilia is the heart and soul of the elite and the Illuminati. And, and child uh, snuff films, child sex porn films, sacrificing of children, sacrificing of infants, drinking their blood, doing it all to Satan. That is the heart and soul of these devils. So if somebody was going to pose a threat to that, you better believe they're going to put out every single stop. And that seems to be what's happening. So again, this isn't a teaching to demonize Trump. This is a, this is a teaching to kind of hopefully show you why he's doing probably what he's doing. That he's been absolutely backed into a corner and yes did he put himself in that corner sure but i think we should be praying a lot about this because if it goes the one way and trump goes down this road and we're in world and now granted i know that you could say, well that's biblical we're gonna have we're gonna have the but wouldn't you rather see the child pedophilia and the sex trafficking all exposed? Wouldn't you rather actually see these criminals? I mean, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? Maybe if God granted us more time? It'd be awesome. You gotta admit. That'd be, that would just be totally, unbelievably amazing to see righteousness prevail and accomplished and to see these devils exposed and, 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 and executed because that's what they all deserve is execution. They don't deserve to be in jail. They deserve to be executed. Um, you know, these are the worst of the worst of the worst. I mean, they, it doesn't get any more defiled, evil. These are Satan's right-hand men and women that do this. And I'm talking about the, the child stuff. So that's the way I see it. And that's why this rings true when I read this. I'm like, okay. I believe that this is probably some derivation, if not totally, what is going on. Now, this goes on to say that Trump was given a very long leash to strut his stuff. Um, he really is a nationalist. In this way, his handlers knew he would corral the patriots, which he did. Now they want him to form an administration of hardcore war hawks, which he's doing. All this is to push the nation into a war posture. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop part one here because I got too much to cover on this thing and we will go to part two.
next. So God bless you and see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Kickery, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.